Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And um, I'm coming to you today in a little bit different fashion than I have been in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I have played sermons that I preached. But today, I'm actually sitting down recording a podcast. Um, and that was solely because of the busyness of the season that we were in with getting ready for Resurrection Sunday and everything that that entails. So I'm good, to, good glad to be with you today here, um, just recording this podcast and sharing my heart, sharing my thoughts. Um, in the upcoming, maybe next week, uh, upcoming weeks, I definitely want to share with you some things that are going on prophetically. But today I wanted to come to you with uh, with a story from Lazarus' life, um, and that is found in John. And uh, it's a very interesting story because we know that Lazarus uh, was one of Jesus's friends. Mary and Martha were one of, were Jesus's friends as well. Lazarus's sisters. And I'm not going to read the entire story of Lazarus, but what I do want to read to you is, uh, is the, the verses, the portion of scripture where Jesus brought him back to life. And, uh, the, this was one of the things, um, that initiated, uh, the firestorm basically of the, Pharisees trying to kill Jesus. Um, and this was one of the things that got them so frustrated and got them so mad at him that they wanted to kill him and came up with this plot to, to, uh, get Judas to betray him, came up with this plot to get Jesus, uh, before Herod, before Pilate uh, and get him condemned to death. And um, Lazarus's life, uh, we don't know a ton about it. We do know that they were friends, um, that Jesus showed up at Mary and Martha and Lazarus's uh, several times in Scripture. And so this is uh, this place in Bethany where he would go and visit frequently um, was just, it almost seems like it was a place where he could go and rest. Um, it would be just like, if you went over to your friend's house, uh, you would be welcome there at any point in time. And, and, uh, you would just feel like it was a place where you could prop your feet up and just enjoy yourself. And so Jesus, uh, gets word that Lazarus is sick and he is not, uh, responsive immediately. They, they send for help. They're like, Jesus, we need you to come quickly. Lazarus is sick. And they know that Jesus is a healer. They know that Jesus, uh, is able to save Lazarus from death. And they understand that, uh, he could, he could come and basically speak one word and Lazarus would be healed. But Jesus waits and we find out that Jesus has waited, um, because he wants to show God's glory. Um, and he wants to show that God can, God can do anything. And so Lazarus has been, uh, Lazarus has died. Lazarus has been placed in a tomb. He's been wrapped in grave clothes. And that's when Jesus shows up and Mary and Martha both say, Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus would still be alive. Um, and 
in John chapter 11, starting at verse 38, it says, Then Jesus, again groaning within himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. So this this passage of scripture, to me, kind of mimics the uh, passage of scripture, the, the setup that we see as Jesus dies on the cross, and as Jesus raises from the dead, uh, this kind of is the same picture I get in my mind of a, a tomb cut into rock. Uh, the Bible says here that this was a cave that Lazarus was placed in, and a stone was rolled across the door. So we see the stone here rolled across the door. And um, it's one of those things where, to me, it's a foreshadowing of what's to come. We see that uh, Jesus is coming to take authority over death. And the Bible says, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Then Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said this, that they might believe you have sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He who was dead came out, his hands and feet wrapped with grave clothes, his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said unto them, unbind him and let him go unbind him and let him go and then after that we see the plot begin to unfold uh where the pharisees got so upset with jesus that they said we can't have this guy going around doing miracles and raising the dead because people are starting to follow him he's getting a following now and people are uh devoting themselves to him so they decided to kill jesus after this point but Look at what we see here in this story with Lazarus. We've just come out of, uh, of the resurrection season, the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, as I'm releasing this podcast, we've just come out of that season. We've just come out of that week. And uh, we are seeing the same picture at the tomb of Jesus that we see here at Lazarus's tomb. We see a cave or a carved out rock with a body inside with a stone rolled across the door. And what I love here is that Jesus says in his prayer, God, it is you who's doing this. Basically, he's turning the attention to the father and he's saying, it's not me. It's you. You're hearing me. I know you're hearing me and you always hear me, but I'm saying this so that the people around me will know. And what Jesus was basically doing here at the tomb of Lazarus was letting people know, letting his followers know, letting the disciples and Mary and Martha and and even Lazarus who was who was dead who was about to be raised, letting all the people who were following him know. Listen, this power, this death that has had a stronghold over humanity for so long is crushed. It is crushed completely when God speaks and when God uh, determines that death is not going to have a hold on someone and he's going to, he's going to reverse it. Death has no power. God has the power here. And so Jesus demonstrates the power of God over death 
at the tomb of Lazarus and people are kind of dumbfounded. They're kind of, uh, they're kind of blown away. I mean, before this, they had probably never seen a death, uh, that was so far gone. This death that had lasted four days, Lazarus was gone for four days. And if you dig into the, the Jewish customs and the history, uh, you'll know that the, the Jews believed at that time that the the spirit stayed with the body for three days after uh, a person had died. So on the fourth day, that was that meant that the spirit had gone. So Jesus waited long enough to prove to them that their own customs and their own beliefs, uh, God had power over all of that. And so Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus comes out of the tomb. And people are amazed. They're blown away at how Jesus uh, prays to the Father and, and God raises someone from the dead. Now, fast forward, because it's not a long, long time after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead that Jesus himself is crucified. And Jesus himself is buried in a tomb that looks like Lazarus's tomb um, and, and has a big stone rolled across the door. They are... The, the disciples, you would think, would have had some sort of mental picture, would have had some sort of a flashback when Jesus was placed in his own tomb. Jesus had been telling them, listen, I'm going to uh, rebuild this temple in three days. You can destroy the temple. I'll rebuild it in three days. Jesus had been telling them that he was going to die, but Jesus had also let them know that he was going to come back to life. And Jesus was placed in a tomb that looked like Lazarus's and the disciples still didn't get it. The disciples still didn't uh, didn't understand what was going on. They did not understand that Jesus was not going to be dead forever, that Jesus was coming back. And that's one of the things I think that stands out to me uh, from this whole story is that the disciples were all afraid. The disciples were all hiding. They went to the tomb and Jesus's body was gone and they did not believe that he had been raised from the dead. They did not believe it. Even though they had just seen the same circumstance take place with Lazarus not too long before, they saw Lazarus raised from the dead, but they did not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. They were afraid. They were fearful for their lives. They thought that the Jews were going to come after them. They thought that they were going to be tortured and killed as well. And then Jesus presents himself to them as the disciples are all together and as the disciples are, are mourning, as the disciples are fearful, as they're wondering what the next step is and what, what the next move is for them. The disciples uh, are all together and Jesus comes into the room and it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me that in such a short amount of time, the disciples forgot what Jesus had done before. The disciples had seen Jesus raise people from the dead before. There were, there were other people that Jesus had raised from the dead. And there were other times that Jesus would, would speak and life would come back into a body. But this one with Lazarus. This situation with Lazarus was so similar in appearance to what Jesus looked like when he was in the grave. 
and the disciples still didn't get it. And a lot of the time, you know, we, we fault the disciples for a lot of the things that they did. We fault Peter and we fault uh, Thomas. We fault the disciples and we want to act like there's something wrong with their faith. And we want to act like there's something wrong with them that they didn't believe. But we have the end of the story written out for us. We know that Jesus raised from the dead. We know that Jesus uh, came back to life and we know the whole story there. We have the, the rest of the, the Bible and we have the gospels that give us the account of what happened after Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. We know all of that. But the disciples, when they were in the situation, couldn't see that end. They didn't know uh, what was taking place. But what Jesus had tried to do before he died was to give them a preview of what was to come. To give them a preview that his father had power over death. And let them know that there was nothing that was going to hold him down. And so many times we as Christians forget what God has already done. We forget the power of God, just like God raised Lazarus from the dead. And the disciples forgot that he did that in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the trial, when Jesus was in the, in the ground and in the tomb, the disciples, it slipped their mind, that resurrection and they didn't seem to understand that God was about to do the same thing. A lot of the time we do the same things. We forget what God has already done in our lives and all the things that he has brought us through. And I want to tell you today, it's so important to remember what God has done. Don't forget what God has already done in your life when you're in the midst of a problematic situation, when you're in the midst of trouble and storms of life. Don't forget what God has already done. You've got to look back on those times. And I was just having a conversation with someone this week, and I said, we've got to look back on those times where God already has come through for us, where we have witnessed miracles and where we have seen things take place that God has done. And it has only been God who could do those things. It's only been God who has walked us through the fire every single time. And we've got to look back at those times and remember what he did for us and look ahead because we can't see the end of our story. We can't see the end of the struggle that we're in. It's not all written out for us like the Bible is. And and we can't see the circumstances that are ahead of us. But we do know this, that God has already brought us through so many things. And God has already done so many miracles. He's already worked things out in our favor. He's already uh, healed bodies. He's already worked things out. And we have been there to witness it. And I think that that's one of the the biggest lessons that we can learn from the lives of the disciples who still doubted and they did it so many times God would show them one thing and it was almost exactly uh, what they were going to go through in just a short while think of the feeding of the 5,000 uh, the disciples saw Jesus break the bread and 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 hand out the fish after he gave thanks and then the disciples got right on a boat and they got worked up because they only had uh, a, sh a small amount of bread with them. Well, they had just seen Jesus 
feed 5,000 people with just a, a few loaves of bread, but they got worked up because they didn't feel like they had enough bread to eat for themselves on the boat, not remembering that the same one who just fed all those people with just a few loaves of bread was with them on the boat and could do that again. And so they look at Lazarus raised from the dead and then they're staring at the tomb of Jesus thinking that it's all over when God was just saying, Hey, this is a preview of what's to come. Lazarus raised from the dead. Jesus is going to be raised from the dead too. And whenever we're able to look back at points in our life where God has brought us through, where God was there for us, and it might be something big, it might be something small. My father was healed completely of cancer. He had a a grim diagnosis and he was not given very much time to live, just a few months to live. And he had all the scans done multiple times. He had all of the records that proved that several doctors said, yes, this is cancer and it's connected to all your digestive organs, pancreas, liver, uh, intestines, stomach, all of your digestive organs are connected with this cancer and it has invaded them. And then he went in for surgery and the cancer was completely gone when the doctor opened him up. Those kind of situations where we see God move and we've seen God's hand move should be able to give us strength in the future for every future trial that you go through. And one of the things that I like to do personally is write things down. When you see a miracle take place, when you see a healing or a deliverance take place, begin to write those things down, especially if they are are for yourself um, or someone that you're closely connected to, a family member, loved one, friend, coworker, somebody that you're connected to. Whenever you see miracles take place, write those things down because in difficult times, you can go back and reflect on those times and know that the same God who did those things is the God who's carrying you through your current struggle and your current trial, even though you can't see the end right now, even though you can't see the end of the struggle right now, you can go back and look at those times where God brought you through and he will give you that preview that he gave to the disciples so many times. And we can't fault the disciples for doubting because we doubt too. When we're in the middle of it, when we're in the thick of it, when the doctor looks you in the eye and gives you a diagnosis or when uh, when your boss looks at you and says, we no longer need you here, we can't use you any longer, you're terminated, whatever the situation is. When you go back and look at those things that you have written down, you will have a better grasp because you can't see the end right now. You can't see how it's all going to work out right now. But one day you'll be able to write this down in your book. Whatever you're dealing with right now, you'll be able to write this down and you'll be able to have another testimony of how God has brought you through. There are so many things, so many ways that God has worked in our lives and he gives us a preview for 
of the trials that are coming down the road. He gives us a preview of how he's going to take care of us, how he's never going to leave us, how he's always working things together for our good, how he has everything worked out before you even get to the situation, and all the things that look so dark and so grim whenever he works those miracles in your life. If you go back to them and look at them, go back and remember Go back and think about all the ways that he has brought you through whenever you come to a situation that's difficult and you don't know how it's all going to work out. You can go back and reflect and go back and remember so that your faith is built for the trial that you're in right now and you can go forward knowing that the same God who brought you through all of those things is going to carry you right on through. So don't forget what God has already done. Don't forget the struggles that he's brought you through. Don't forget the, the miracles that you've seen. Don't forget the healings that you've experienced. Don't forget all of those things in the middle of your trial right now. God tells us in his word that he does not change. God tells us in his word that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And why would we think that he was going to leave us right now? Why would we think that he was going to leave us in the situation that we're in? It's not going to turn out bad. The devil will tell you it's going to turn out bad. And your mind is naturally inclined to begin to think the worst. Your mind is naturally inclined to think that things are going to get worse and worse. But God tells us for the believer, things are going to get better and better in our lives. He's going to take us from glory to glory. He's going to give us uh, more blessing and more faith. So we've got to stand on his word. We've got to believe him and we've got to look back into the past and draw strength from the miracles that he has already performed for us. So that's my encouragement to you today. Don't forget what God has already done. Yes, we look at doubting Thomas. <laughs> yes, we look at Peter who, de who denied Jesus and we say, oh my goodness, they, they're just those were such low points in their life and they're just what what a faithless person they must have been at that point in their life but we get like that too we don't believe god is going to work it out for us all the time and we don't believe that all things are working together for our good we don't believe that uh god is going to work a miracle in our situation or that god is going to heal us but if we go back and look at the past and look at God's track record in our lives, we will see that he's going to work it out for us because he's already given us previews for the season and the trial that we're in. In popular culture, there is something called a spoiler alert, and that's when someone tells you the end of a book or the end of a movie uh, before you've ever seen it. So they're, they're saying, Hey, this is, this is going to spoil the ending for you. If you keep on reading or you keep on listening or watching whatever I'm saying. And that is kind of what God has given for given to us is a spoiler alert for the trial that we're in. He's saying, listen, I'm going to spoil the ending for you if you'll just pay attention to what I've already done. If you'll just look back at what I've already done in your life, you will see that, that the ending of this is spoiled for you because I've already worked it out before 
and I'm going to work this out. I'm working on your behalf. Even if it looks terrible, even if it looks bad, listen, God is not going to change. He's not going to leave you high and dry. He's working on your behalf right now. Go back. Remember when God was faithful. Remember how God worked miracles, how God healed, how God delivered and set free. How God brought you through every single trial to this point. And know that going forward is going to be no different. It's not going to change. He's not going to change. You have a faithful father and God is going to bring you through everything that you're facing right now. So begin today. Write down everything that you can remember that God has ever done in your life. Write down everything amazing that God has ever done, everything that he's ever shown to you. And it might be something big, it might be something small, but write it all down, keep track of it, and look back and let your faith grow. Let your faith be built for everything that you're facing right now. I tell you, God is so good and he is so faithful and he is going to bring you through whatever it is you're facing right now. I feel that for everyone listening. God is going to bring you through. Don't give up hope. Don't give up faith. Don't forget what God has already done. Friends, I thank you so much for listening today to this podcast. It's so good to be back with you. And it's so good to be sharing the word of God with you. And I want to give everybody listening an opportunity to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, he is he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is everything you could ever need, everything you could ever want and more. And listen, we are in the last days. We're in the end times. And one of these days, Jesus is going to come back. You know, there are so many things taking place right now all over the world, in Israel, in Russia, in China, in the United States, uh, in the United Kingdom. We've seen all sorts of things take place over these last few weeks, and I just know in my heart of hearts that Jesus is coming soon. So I want you to be ready when he does come back. I don't want you to be left behind because the Bible says that Jesus is going to come and he's going to take with him everybody who believes on him, everybody who's watching for his return. And he's going to call us up to be with him forever. And that's so exciting to me to think that in the midst of all this trouble and in the midst of all this turmoil, Jesus is coming back and we're going to, we're going to go be with him. So today I want to give you the opportunity to know him. I want to give you the opportunity to invite him into your life and into your heart. If you want to do that, it is the only way it's the only way you're going to escape all the bad things that are coming on the earth. When Jesus comes back, it's going to get worse here on the earth before it gets better. And so we want to be right with Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through me. So we've got to know Jesus. In order to do that, all you've got to do is, uh, is begin a journey with him. And I like to start that journey, tell people to start that journey by, by praying a simple prayer of devotion, of turning your life over to him. Just say something like this, Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, and I believe he rose again. I believe he's coming back. I ask you to forgive me 
of everything wrong that I've ever done. Cleanse me from all sin and unrighteousness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you every single day. Thank you for making me your child and keep me ready for the return of Jesus. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to to connect with you. You can send me a message on any platform that you're listening to this podcast on. And the announcer will come on and tell you other ways that you can get a hold of me. But I thank you so much for listening today. And I can't wait to continue on with all the things that God's laying on my heart for this podcast. It's exciting to me. And I know that you're going to be blessed through it. So be sure to share this podcast with someone. Let somebody know that God is working on their behalf. He has not changed. And to look back and not forget what God has already done. Be encouraged today because I know that God is doing something great in your life, even if you can't see it in the forefront right now, he's working on things on your behalf. God bless you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening today and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.